Radio Station. Your urban international station. From around the way. WFNK. All day. Hey, this is your girl, Marette Brown-Clark. I like this show. You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 with my girl, Brianna. Text your people, they shit. All the problems and your knees if you just Lawyer, doctor, anything if you just You got some questions about some things you just You a king, be the king, you just Got proper comfort for the queens if they Live in favor, see the dream Get your phone, text your people, they shit. So you're in the shadows by yourself You just underwater and not reaching out for help Whoa, only wave you can't get over is your own That tsunami blocking passage to the throne Phone dying, worry how you getting home Isolated and alone Pull up like a Uber, hallelujah Any type of music that'll move you And we don't really care what you're doing We just walk up in the room like Text your people, they should ask Christ. All the problems and your knees if you just ask Christ. Lawyer, doctor, anything if you just ask Christ. You got some questions about some things, you just ask Christ. You a king, he the king, you just ask Christ. A proper comfort for the queens if they ask nice. Live in favor, see the dream if you ask Christ. Get your phone, text your people, they should feel you're in the shadows by yourself. You just underwater and not reaching out for help. Whoa, only wave you can't get over is your own. That tsunami blocking passage to the throne. Phone dying, worry how you getting home. Preparation isolated and alone. Pull up like a Uber, hallelujah. Any type of music that'll move you. And we don't really care what you're doing, we just walk up in the room like. Happy Sunday, everybody, and welcome back to Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So, summer is just about over. 
Um, I know you're looking at your calendar. It says it's only August the 22nd, but in the fashion world, that is practically winter. Um, the long sleeves are out, the boots are out, the turtlenecks are out. Like it's time. It's time for us to start preparing. So I definitely have some fall fashion trends to prep you for. I get it. You know, um, in our world, like just in the regular world, it just feels like, hey, don't rush it along. But for me, this has been one of the most humid summers ever. I mean, my asthma is like, girl, where is the dehumidifier? Like it's been very warm. It's been very warm. I have not enjoyed it. I've said here before, I'm not a big fan of the summer. Like I just can't do it. When people talk about relocating and going to like different climates, like I want an eternal spring fall, not an eternal summer. Cause I just, first of all, my 4C hair can't do it. And my asthma also says otherwise. So first up, we got some fashion stuff. We have some fall fashion trends. It's looking a little bit like the 70s for the fall this year. We got turtlenecks. We got boots. We got some saturated colors. I'm also be talking about a um, collection for Fashion to Figure by Nadia Albuhazen. Um, She is one of the influencers that I have followed since back in my blogging days, which I am going to, I'm getting back into. I'm very excited to tell you guys about that. But um, she is somebody that I have been following since, uh, I want to say like 2014 um, when blogging was still very prevalent super simple not a lot of frills and thrills to it like it was just what it was um and her style has not you know changed too much but one of the things that she said about this collection was it kind of took her back to when she first got into fashion which was in about so 2016 sorry so when she got into fashion back in 2016 which is when I started following her she really has um a very she doesn't have like the cookie cutter um coke bottle eight plus size shape that um has come to be what journey and I'll tell you a little bit about where you can find that as well. Um Beyonce talks with Harper Bazaar about the dangers of dieting, um keeping things private and um you know just kind of doing her and not uh, minding other people's business. So this is an interview where you finally hear some quips from Beyonce. It's one of the rare ones. It's one of the things that you don't hear often. And she talks about that in, in the interview as well. Um, one of the things she said was people want to hear more from me on Instagram. And it's like, okay, I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, and you really hear in this interview why she don't be really talking to us like that. And I can, I can for sure appreciate it. Um, also, we have Serena Williams who talks about slowing down. Um, and she got emotional during the King Richard trailer. Now, if anybody is not familiar and you did not know, um, uh, the the sports biopics are taking a bit of a turn. Um, Will Smith is starring in a role about the iconic Richard Williams, Serena and Venus's father, um, who really shaped them into the star athletes that they have become. 
and not even just because they are athletes. And I, I get emotional talking about it too, because if you watch old interviews, if you see that the, the, the way that he shaped them, it was so much more than being um, a star athlete. It was so much more than the sportsmanship. It was about a mindset. It was about knowing that you are the GOAT, that you are the best, even when these people try to tell you that you are not because you came from an environment and you came from a place where people are going to tell you that you're not worth something. And I'm here to tell you that you are worth something. And I'm preparing you for what that fight is going to look like. And I'm preparing you to be the best. And you can see that in the way that they move even now into adulthood. Um, So I'll tell you a little bit about that interview. Of course, I will post all of these things for you to go ahead and read. Um, Next up, we got a couple of discussion topics. So in just weird Instagram internet fashion, um, there has been a discussion that, again, just got very, very weird as people just kind of, first of all, I, I think we get into this place, one, because people feel like they need to share things that they're doing and they do so one, I feel uh, feel like they do it unsolicited. And then two, I think that people feel like they have to share certain things about themselves because it kind of adds to kind of like this avatar or character. Um, there's been this conversation where uh, I'm going to say largely populated by Caucasians where they were talking about their bathing habits And the bathing habits were eccentric. They were things that I didn't agree with in my African-American household. But it really sparked this discussion about whether or not Americans bathe too much. And apparently the answer is yes. So we'll talk about that. Um, We're also going to talk about why multiple streams of income are important. So um, following on this Rihanna train that I just love to be on and I'm staying on forever, um, you know, we talk about how she really came into being a billionaire and, you know, although these other stars haven't reached billionaire status, they have done very, very well for themselves in doing what they love in different ways. Um, And I think that that's an important discussion to have for a lot of us because a lot of us have different skills and we can use that skill to do different things um, without overstretching ourselves, without feeling like we're doing a bunch of different things. So I want to talk about that as well. Um, And last up, I don't know... I didn't know quite where I wanted to place this, but I definitely think a discussion uh, should be had. Um, Dr. Dre is one of hip hop's wealthiest men, but his daughter and grandkids are homeless. So naturally, um, lots of people have lots of things to say about this. His daughter has been very vocal on social media with, with news outlets and things like that. Um, saying that he is not, uh, contributing, he's not helping them. Um, and lots of people have chimed in. I'm going to tell you what I think. You can tap in on what you think, but I think a larger portion of this discussion is really just about responsibility and and, and accountability and um, how much is too much, 
how much help is too much, how much is too little, um, and where do you draw the line and where do you start to say, okay, I'm going to start to do things for myself. So if that gives you a little bit about my thoughts, there there you have it. And of course, we end the show off with a couple of faithful moments because we have to go into the week fantastic and doing great things. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360, exciting show coming up tonight. Make sure you're following me on Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook. Get into some music and we'll be right back. i 
Hey family, this is your girl Tamika Patton and you're listening to WFNK all day. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Foto, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So the Nadia XFTF Summer 2021 collection is all about nights in the thick of Miami heat. Um, this curve hugging collection highlights a plethora of standout neutrals with small moments of bright color. I'm always here for another collaboration, um, but Nadia Albohazen has been an influencer that I have loved to follow. One, because um, her body type is not the normal, typical um, body type that you see within a plus size woman. Um, and while I definitely celebrate the increase within the um, fashion world's acceptance of plus size bodies and really extending their lines and extending their sizes. One of the things that still remains true is that um, one of the things we see is a is like a neat body. Right, it's a body that's perfectly proportioned. It's a body that has very little body fat to it. It's a body that um, carries no cellulite. It's a body that still is a bit unrealistic, even in that. Um, so, even though we're talking about expanding our horizons or expanding our look into thing, it still has to look good. It still has to be what society has deemed digestible and. Um, unfortunately, and, and I, and, and I won't say unfortunately, unfortunately is not even the right word, but, um, a lot of our bodies are not digestible in society's standards, but guess what? Um, our bodies are the majority in, in, in society's standards. Um, so I definitely a- appreciate her for, for that. Um, as far as silhouettes go, the Nadia Albahazen Fashion to Figure Summer 2021 collection embeds ruffles, asymmetry, coordinated sets, and deep necklines into one versatile ensemble. Um, she has things like the satin slip dress. She has the off-the-shoulder eyelet dress. Um, although there are a total of 15 pieces in the line, you can easily mix and match them up to create your own personal style. Not to mention you can transition these chic pieces well into the fall. Um, yeah, of course, like the colors and things like that. She has this really cute corset top. Um, it's just, it's just giving everything that it's supposed to give. Um, and it really, again, puts to the forefront the ability for us to create and be in spaces when it's a little bit outside of the norm. And it's unfortunate because we make the progress, but then you're even within the plus size community. Like I um, had seen this conversation where an influencer that I follow, she was talking about how she struggles sometimes with people within the plus size community. And, you know, I guess this will just kind of be my insider chat because although I am very excited and, you know, within the plus size community, it, it definitely speaks volumes that we're able to be um, 
noticed and looked at and acknowledged, there are a lot of toxic behaviors within the plus size community as well, because there is this overarching theme of body positivity that makes people very cynical when you are not conforming to their idea of what body positivity means. Because when you say that, it's a, it's a matter of perspective. I'm positive about my body, right? So that's me being positive, whether it's a little overweight, whether it's pregnant, whether it's a little underweight, whether I'm stressed out, that's just me enjoying it without condition, right? Um, But unfortunately, one of the things that uh, I've found and I've seen and I've heard, um, can't say experience, but one of the things that I've seen is that um, those things come with condition within that community. So I've seen plus size influencers go on to lose massive amounts of weight. And then all of a sudden, the very people who were supporting them, the very people who were um, digesting their content, the very people who were purchasing their collections or what have you, it all just halts and become such a volatile situation where it's just like, okay, well, you, you, you obviously don't, you know, struggle with our plight anymore. And, and it's just kind of like, wow. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes people have to make certain decisions for the health. They have to make it, you know, for, for different reasons. But I've seen a couple of times where plus size influencers have, you know, gone to a place where they are no longer quote unquote plus size and their consumers have significantly dropped or they no longer support them. So it comes with such a big condition um, that still kind of makes me a little bit uncomfortable. So I, you know, love to see collections like this where um, we are able to kind of celebrate the the body that is not that, you know, as we continue to see ourselves within the fashion world, we can continue to have different conversations um, that that can be healthy about what it means to truly love and enjoy yourself and not push those ideas and ideals off onto other people and it not be a positive thing anymore when they don't agree with you. So um, I definitely will go ahead and post the link to this 15-piece collection by Nadia Albohazen. Make sure you get into it as the summer kind of wraps up. Speaking of wrapping up, when we come back, I'll be getting into some fall trends. It is here, guys. It's here. It's happening. Whether you like it or not, pull out the pea coats. Pull out the, you know, the olive green khaki utility jackets because the nicer winds are coming and I'm so excited. I really am. Summer has not been enjoyable for me. It just really hasn't. I just like, I can tell sometimes and I like, I I still am not going out of the house too much, but I can tell when it's hot outside because I will wake up and I'm like gasping. I'm like, oh, you can cut the air with a knife. My sister tried to, my sister and my niece and nephew, they tried to go to um, the beach just for the weekend and they came back early. They were like, I can't, 
It was terrible. I couldn't breathe. Like, we literally, the humidity was terrible. So, I, for one, am excited for the fall. If you are not prayerfully after this list, talking a little fashion, you will get excited. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show for all news articles that I talk about here tonight and for more updates. Get into some music and we'll be right back. My soul is reaching out for you. I'm so in desperate need of you, oh, oh, my Lord. My soul is reaching out for you. I'm so in desperate need of you, oh, oh, my Lord. You are my craving. Woo! You are my only desire. You are what I'm longing for.
the spirit will interpret your oh to God. So it sounds like oh in the earth realm, but in the heaven realm, he understands what your oh means. So right now, let your voices sing.
I'm Pastor Phil Davis from Gator Shallow Church in Eastern Pennsylvania. Take some time to get the word in your life by stopping into your local church on Sundays or by listening to the Sunday Sermon at 10 a.m. on WFNK Radio. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Priyana Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. This summer, 70s-inspired fashion has made a major comeback. Celebrities like Kourtney Kardashian, Hailey Bieber have been spotted wearing upside-down bikini tops, crochet pieces, and twisted halter necks. If you haven't had the chance to channel your indie inner 70s queen yet, don't worry. This trend is projected to stick around for the fall. From a ribbed polo sweater to Levi's bootcut jeans to an oversized fleece teddy coat, the list here has everything you need to put together entire 70s inspired outfits this fall. You can also shop for these fashions on Amazon as well. So I will go ahead and post that. Um, So there are seven trends that are kind of sticking around that are hanging on for the fall season. Um, they already hit the runways earlier this year, but they are finally dropping at retailers. Um, and again, this is a lot of stuff that might already be in your closets. I keep telling y'all, don't throw stuff away. Um, I'm just saying. I am just saying. Um, now, again, a lot of these pieces have already kind of started to crop up, but they are perfect transitional pieces um, that you probably have already spotted on Instagram on a street style scene. Um, so here are a couple for you. The trend is saturated shades. Um, this is kind of like, I'm trying to think. Think of like a very heavy green color. So think of like a heavy green or a heavy orange. And when I say heavy, I mean um, typically when we talk about colors, we add, and, and I guess this is just women maybe, my men hang on with me for this segment. You definitely are going to learn something and just figure out how to like shop for your wife this season. But when we talk about colors, right, when you say pink, you might think of like a blush. You might think of a mauve. You might think of, um, let me think of what I, what else is like a pink shade. The dusty rose is kind of in a pink family also. But when I say pink, that's what I mean. Like it just, it's pink. Like it is very pink. You can see it coming from down the street. Um, so when I say saturated, it means that you like, Turn the dial up on your camera and you literally can't see through the color. It is all types of concentrated. It is there. Um, and that's been coming in shades of pink. That's been coming in shades of blue, oranges, greens, um, pretty much everything that you can think of. Um, so it is definitely something that people do for either a pop of color. I have seen a lot of it with um, coordinates. So a coordinate means pretty much... Um, like a monotone, the the top and the bottom are the exact same color. Um, and it is super, super fun. Now, this is something that you might have thought of for the summer. But again, a lot of these things that 
have been seen going into the fall are something that you have already seen in the summer. So if you've been purchasing and you have been, you know, following along with these trends, you don't have to put these away just yet. Um, Next up, tonal tailoring. So tailored suits and tonal layering is going to be something that's definitely coming for the fall. Whether it's a neutral set or a standout color, it's a great statement that's easy to wear. Um, So think of um, boxy suits think of a tapered pantsuit. Um, I actually have a lot of these and they, you know, as we start to transition and go back to work, um, a lot of these can work throughout a couple of different um, environments. You can wear this to church. Think a nice tailored blazer. Um, Now, you know, the the tonal tailoring is something that... um, Again, very, very 70s because we have been in a place now where things are flowy or things are very bodycon and they just fit to our body. But um, the the uh, the androgynous look like the androgynous look is something that just becomes more and more prevalent as as you go forth. So think of the brown suit that you have in your closet. That's not something that you would have thought you heard me say, right? Brown, um, beige, things that, you know, may not necessarily catch the the eye, but it definitely gives kind of like a suit look. Continuing on with that, you have the tailored vest look. Um, Sweater vests will still be around, but waistcoats will be especially noteworthy, worn on their own, layered over an oversized blouse, or with a full suiting look. Um, You know the vest inside of the three-piece suit that your husband wears? That's, That's what we're talking about. So, you know, we're really in a place now where every piece of your clothing is getting a little bit of shine. Um, so think of, I'm trying to think. So think of a three-piece suit, throw that on over like a flowy maxi dress and you got a whole new outfit. I mean, fashion really is just about making it your own. It's about um, dressing it up, dressing it down, switching the pieces, and you got a whole new situation going on. The next one, clogs. Clogs. I got this pair of clogs from Burlington Coat Factory a couple years ago, and they are it. They are fantastic. Um, Clogs can definitely be the old school clogs. The old school clogs can definitely be a little difficult to walk in. Make sure you are trained. But now they actually have um, the ones that are a little bit lower because clogs, you know, they definitely have that heel, that statement um, piece to the back of it. Um, but you you even have those like in your Crocs and things like that. Um, so, so clogs are, clogs are the new way to go and you, you can, you can dress them up. You can dress them down. I actually have a pair of Crocs in a platform clog, um, variety and they are the most comfortable thing that I've ever worn. Next up, heavy hardware. Um, 
Basic wardrobe pieces like a knit or slip dress can suddenly become extra with the addition of chain detailing. Adopting this trend will all be about picking one statement chain piece in a neutral hue and pairing it with other go-to fall basics to give them a timely update. Um, this has been all the rage, especially within um, the shoes. So, Shoes have actually gotten like this, this, this facelift where, um, the accents are kind of all in the, the hardware. So you have maybe the chain that goes around the ankle or a lot of people are doing the, um, like the brooch on the shoes. I will absolutely post pictures, but now you're seeing that within the pants. You're seeing that within your dresses. So imagine a slip dress on the back instead of just having your run of the mill straps. Um your straps are chains now. Um and this is happening within very basic pieces, but again, it just kind of dresses it up in a way that you wouldn't have imagined. And lastly, colored leather coats. I'm going to just leave that one where it's at. Um, so I will absolutely post this article. The fall is coming. It is happening. Like I said, you probably have a lot of this stuff already here and there in your closet. Um, when we come back, I'm going to be talking about Miss Beyonce knows. Um, She has a lot to say in her new Harper's Bazaar um, interview. She talks a little bit about minding her business. She talks about her approaching 40th birthday. Dang, Beyonce's 40. Time is something. But then at the same time, you think about it, you're like, wow, she's only 40? Because you feel like she's accomplished so much. But she just shares some, you know, intimate details about her journey of transformation, as well as some insights into self-care, mental health, and her hopes for the future. So that's definitely one you want to get your hands on. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show, for more updates, all of these articles, and more. Get into some music, and we'll be right back. That I made it, I made it 
one day I'm gonna be dead, but that's not all bad, cause I'll be up in heaven. Ooh, then that will be the day I'll say I made it, I made it. Cause I've lived with that secret. This is your girl, Tamika Patton, and you're listening to WFNK All Day. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So Beyonce is talking a lot in her most recent Harper Bazaar September 2021 Ichu. In the feature, the usually private superstar shares some of the lessons she's learned over the last four decades as she approaches her 40th birthday this September. Um, she shared some intimate details and um, obviously you have to grab the magazine to get the full article, but there have been, um, you know, a couple of quips and things, uh, inspiring passages, things that were thought provoking about the feature that um, have been circulating that we'll talk about here. So for the shoot, the Texas native was draped in pieces from her new Ivy Park rodeo collection, which an aside uh, has already debuted. Featuring monogram denim, chaps, and cowhide, the collection pays homage to the Houston rodeo and the important but often overlooked history of the Black American cowboy. 
A new Beyonce interview drop is almost as exciting as a surprise album. She talks about growth and letting go of the past. As a child entertainer, Beyonce was exposed from a young age to many of the life lessons that most people only encounter in adulthood. And as she reflects on the different versions of herself throughout the years, it's clear through her quotes that the most important iteration of Beyonce is the one standing before her today. I've spent so many years trying to better myself and improve whatever I've done that I'm at a point where I no longer need to complete compete with myself. I have no interest in searching backwards. The past is the past. I feel many aspects of that younger, less evolved Beyonce could never mess with the woman I am today. She did not say mess, but it is not Faith and Fashion 360 approved. She also talks about celebrity culture and protecting her inner self. She said, I felt as a young black woman, I couldn't mess up. I felt the pressure from the outside and their eyes watching for me to trip or fail. I wanted to break all of the stereotypes of the black superstar, whether falling victim to drugs or alcohol or the absurd misconception that black women were angry. So she decided that in order to protect her peace, she wanted the focus of her public persona to be on her art and her message. I fought to protect my sanity and my privacy because the quality of my life depended on it. A lot of who I am is reserved for the people I love and trust. Those who don't know me and have never met me might interpret that as being closed off. Trust the reason those folks don't see certain things about me is because I don't want them to see it. It's not because it doesn't exist. I'm going to stop right there. There is this unfortunate view, ideal, whatever, that people have to share certain things. We have to share our marriage. We have to share the food we're eating. We have to share whether we are a Christian or not. We have to share where we got our clothes from. Like we've gotten to a place where, and that's why, and listen, boss man Roberto laughs at me all the time when I say this. I do not like small talk. I don't. It makes me itch. I can't deal with it because I think that we've gotten to a place where we are just so comfortable with just like the pleasantries and small details of things that just in the grand scheme of things do not matter. It makes for good conversation. It helps people to learn to know you. But when you really look at it, I mean, what does it really matter? Um, There are a select group of people in my life who know um, very intimate things about me, who know um, just my general personality and to other people. And my husband says this a lot because he's a musician and I'm his wife and I go with him to shows and things like that. And the people he works with, you know, he talks about me a lot, but people don't get that same vibe because I, I don't talk. There's nothing for me to talk about. So, you know, he's like, yeah, such and such really, you know, like wants to get to know you. Like she just said, you seem like you're so nice, but she's just not sure. And I'm like, listen, I don't know what to tell you. Um... 
you know, it, it, it takes a certain person to to go out of their way and, and try to start a conversation and really build a relationship without um, preconceived notions on, on what people should be doing. So because sometimes I'm not interested in just shooting the, you know, shooting the breeze, um, it, it may come off a certain way. It may come off as closed off. Um, but I think that it is important to protect your privacy to protect your peace, to protect your family. Um, an open moment of transparency. I am getting ready to have a one-year-old in five days. I've been raising a child for one year. And while I talk about that openly, you will get the idea of who and what my child is and the things that she does or who and what my husband is and the things that they do by my description only. Because I choose not to share that on social media. I choose not to post pictures. I choose to enjoy that here in the privacy of my home and enjoy that piece for myself. While I might post a picture here to tell you about a conversation we had. I don't feel that it is necessary to compromise that just for the sake of entertainment and just for the sake of conversation. So Beyonce, I get it. She talks a little bit about self-care. Moving on. Um, Beyonce also reflected on how years of touring, performing, and feeling pressure to be the backbone of her family and businesses have all taken a toll on her. Now she's taking a new path forward to prioritizing her mental and physical well-being. In the past, I spent too much time on diets with the misconception that self-care meant exercising and being overly conscious of my body. My health, the way I feel when I wake up in the morning, my peace of mind, the number of times I smile, what I'm feeding my mind and my body. Those are the things that I've been focusing on. Mental health is self-care too. She also shared how proud she is to have passed on this culture of self-care and self-protection to her children after generational trauma. One of the most satisfying moments as a mom is when I found Blue one day soaking in the bath with her eyes closed, using blends I created, and taking time for herself to decompress and be at peace. And lastly, she talks about her hopes for the future. For Beyonce, this next decade will hopefully be full of fun, freedom, and exploration beyond the commitments that she has made to her career her whole life. I want to show that you can have fun and have purpose be respectful and speak your mind. You can both be elegant and provocateur. You can be curvy and still be a fashion icon. I wish this freedom for everyone. I have paid my dues and followed every rule for decades. So now I can break the rules that need to be broken. My wish for the future is to continue to do everything everyone thinks I cannot do. And this is one of the reasons why I can say, and, and I can't, like I said, I can't say that I'm like a huge Beyonce fan, but but that mindset there, um, that literally is faith in fashion 360. That is that is the brand that you are not monolithic, that you you don't have to be a a Christian and wear um skirts down to your ankles. And if you decide to do that, that is fantastic. If you decide that um, you know, in one moment you are uh, 
you, you want to listen to some R&B, um, but also throw some gospel in there, you can do that. And it doesn't change your love for the Lord in that, you know, when you're digesting certain information, um, your ability to shift the mindset of it um, past what everybody is saying in the comments, past the, the, the mean and vindictive things that might go on on social media, that your ability to continue to be the light um, does not also mean that you will not be disrespected, that you can be more than people told you you can be. So I absolutely love this article. I will post pieces of it. I'll post what I can find for you to read and really digest and get into and and figure out which pieces you can take away for yourself. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, we'll be talking a little bit of Serena Williams as well as the upcoming King Richard. Um, It's not a documentary. It's kind of like a biopic. Because obviously they're not in the movie. Will Smith is is doing is doing his thing. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. We'll be right back.
It's WFNK all day. Hey, you're listening to Jacinth Headlam, and I'm here on Faith and Fashion 360 with Brianna Ofosu. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Ofosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. There's a lot about Serena Williams the public knows. She's a 23-time Grand Slam winner, a fashion mogul, a wife, mother, and the greatest athlete of all time. If you're a fan of Serena Williams, especially one who follows alongside her adorable Instagram post featuring her daughter, or if you watch Williams come back from injury after injury to continue to dominate her sport, you may think you know everything there is about her, including the fact that her resilience is almost as famous as her power serve. But you may not know that while Williams has been racking up accolades and building an empire, she's also been managing debilitating migraines throughout her career. I've dealt with migraines my entire life. In the past, I would get about two migraine attacks per month. There's a lot of stuff to do, my tennis career, being a mom, my various business ventures, and I think stress has a lot to do with it. That's why Williams is teaming up with you Braille V for a brand new commercial ad campaign for prescription migraine medicine. In the ad, Williams recreates the time she was hit with a migraine in the middle of an important meeting. I just remember being in the meeting and just not being able to function. So for me, that was my turning point. As more athletes like Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles take the time they need to rest and focus on their mental as well as physical health, the humanity of these competitors we've looked up to our whole lives is taking center stage. I've dealt with things my whole life. I've dealt with lots of stuff and I always pushed through. I think systematically, women in general are always taught just to deal with it and it'll be okay. I never stopped. I'm always, always pushing through. But when it comes to this, it just came to a point where I couldn't push through anymore. The freedom to say no and to set boundaries is one black woman specifically have had to fight for in sports. And the world is still waking up to and learning to accept that black women athletes can and should protect their peace. Learning her boundaries and when to say no has given Williams the freedom to pursue more opportunities she's passionate about. On top of running a fashion line, multiple business endeavors, and casually being a sport icon, Williams has added executive producer to her resume. She just signed a first look deal with Amazon Studios. Now, she and her sister Venus alongside their sister Isha Price are co-executive producers of King Richard, the upcoming Hollywood biopic based on their childhood and starring Will Smith as their father, Richard Williams. Um, when asked about the film's trailer, Williams says she gets emotional every time she watches it. The response to the trailer was overwhelmingly positive, but there were commenters who wondered why the origin of tennis legends Venus and Serena Williams isn't really about Venus and Serena. She said simply, there would be no Venus and Serena if it wasn't for Richard. My dad was an amazing guy, is an amazing guy, and I think he was way ahead of his time. He always thinks on a different level. Even now, he's always thinking five steps above everyone else. And the way he taught tennis with techniques, the way he pushed myself and my sister, it was a great opportunity to tell his story. 
Williams says watching actors play her and her sisters is definitely surreal. The thought of Williams reliving her youth on screen made her think of her three-year-old daughter. Um, She says that she doesn't want her uh, daughter necessarily to follow in her tennis footsteps, but it's the only thing that they've been able to do socially distance. Um, I am so excited about King Richard. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to post a couple, I'm going to post a couple of interviews. Um, Richard Williams was like, he was like my uncle Phil. And, and, you know, they're obviously a little bit before my time, but one of the things that I really appreciated and, and she talks about it a lot and we see, we see it play out so much in the media, even as she is an adult, but she's able to really kind of take some of those things and let it kind of roll off of her shoulder because of the things that her father instilled in her and her sister. You can't knock them off of their game. You can't tell them that they are less than because their father already prepared them for everything that was going to come hitting their way. You are two little black girls from Oakland, California playing tennis. This is not a field that you see us in a lot. This is not a space that we dominate. And yet, fast forward some decades later, Serena continues to dominate. Venus is doing her thing. I mean, it is fantastic to see. But what really, really is so important is the fact that, number one, he's not even an athlete. He doesn't play tennis. He does not play tennis. But it was it was so much more than that, just the sport. It was so much more than being an athlete. It was about the mindset and how you go into what is going to be a tough game. And I'm not talking about the tennis. I'm talking about the critics. I'm talking about the people who are going to have something to say. And he prepared them for all of that. There was an interview where, you know, the interviewer was, he, he was doing his interviewer thing and he was interviewing Venus and he said, you know, um, do you think that you're the best? And she was like, yeah, she, she had to be like 12, 13. She was very young. And she was, he was like, and he kept asking her the same question. And Richard interrupted the interview. He was like, she already answered your question. She answered your question. You keep asking her like you want her to change her answer. She answered and she says that she's the best and she says she knows she's going to win and she's confident and don't try to poke at that. He was so ferociously protective of those two girls and it shows. It absolutely shows. And it just reminds me every day that, you know, physical father or no physical father, you know, we are protected and we have promise of being excellent and we have promise of being fantastic in everything we do. And in every step and every decision and every business endeavor we do, we are reminded each and every day by God that you absolutely can do this, that you have been equipped and ordained to do such a thing. And don't allow the naysayers, don't allow the people who are unsure of themselves to make you unsure of yourself.
Um, and while I didn't have the, the physical Richard Williams in my life, it is such a comfort to know that I do have a father who instills that kind of confidence in me. And I'm so excited to see this biopic because it is absolutely needed. Not just, it's it's so much more than tennis. It's not about tennis. It's just about um, the confidence and really getting to see little black girls on the screen and say, wow, you absolutely can do this too. So I will go ahead and post that article. Shouts to Serena Williams. Shouts to... Mr. Richard Williams, shouts to Venus, shouts to all of them. Um, next up, just a couple of discussion topics I definitely want to get into. Um, multiple streams of income is the name of the game for these celebs turned entrepreneurs. I was here gushing about Rihanna a couple weeks ago, talking about just all of her endeavors and what has made her into a millionaire. And one of the things that is spoken about a lot is multiple streams of income. So we are in a place, we are in a day and age where um, just having one job is not enough, unfortunately. Um, Just having one thing to provide an income into a home is is not enough. Um, So, you know, we talk a little bit about how to expand your portfolio and how to get to those multiple streams. And a lot of people don't quite grasp how to do it because they haven't quite figured out what makes them valuable. So I'll talk a little bit about a couple of these celebs who have kind of tapped into their own potential and prayerfully that will help you think about your own. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back.
Hey, this is Tina Dixon, boo, and you're listening to WFNK All Day Sugar. This that new Kiki exclusive, y'all. Hot, fire, H-Money. Let's go. I did it all for the first time. Made a mistake, but I I'm over the pain if I'm dancing with Alright, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. Snowball Wealth says by spreading your risk across different income streams, you also set yourself up to be able to take advantage of great opportunities when they arise. It makes perfect sense because when one fails, I'm gonna say not when. 
I, I don't claim any of that, but I get it. For the sake of the article, you have others to fall back on. This isn't any news to us because we love a good side hustle. Like all things, it's about being more intentional, be it buying power or financial s- stability, making clear goals and decisions that will only get you closer to economic freedom. Um... So I am going to talk about a couple of celebs, maybe about seven of them. You know them. I've actually spoken about a couple of them um, prior to here in the show who have taken their business and spread it across various ways to create their wealth. Their successful money moves have entered them into their own place um, within beauty, within movies, within music, and what have you. So first up, you have Rihanna, because I love her and she's amazing. Um, Rihanna is now a billionaire and no one is more deserving of that title. Yes, we all want an album, but we also can't help but support every venture she takes on. The way she dominates every arena she steps into is simply inspiring. Forbes estimates Rihanna is the wealthiest female musician in the world, with the majority of her wealth deriving from her inclusive beauty line, Fenty Beauty. Some other streams of income she has, Savage X Fenty, her lingerie clothing line, Fenty Skin, a skincare line that acts as an extension of Fenty Beauty, Fenty Mason, a luxury clothing brand, Fenty Perfume, her newly released sold out fragrance, her music, as well as the Rihanna book. Issa Rae, her net worth is estimated at $4 million. On and off screen, Issa Rae is the poster child for creating your own table. The once YouTube star became a media mogul in a little over a decade by staying true to herself and creating work that moves our culture forward. Rae's cult favorite uh, HBO show Insecure has garnered her a loyal following. So watching her lay the groundwork for her next level is all a creative needs. She has Color Creative TV, her production company. The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl, her New York Times bestseller nonfiction book. Hilltop Coffee and Kitchen. She partnered with the coffee shop to open multiple locations. Radio, a music label with Atlantic Records. She also has an executive producer deal with Netflix as well as Sienna Naturals, where she is the co-owner of a hair care brand. Serena Williams, her net worth is $210 million. Um, yeah, Serena Williams is a lot. Um, when she's not on the tennis court, she is sitting on the boards of Poshmark and SurveyMonkey. She's investing in non-fungible tokens platform Bitsky. She signed a first look TV deal with Amazon Studios that includes a docuseries about her life. She's creating products for her clothing line, S by Serena, which the pictures for that were fire. And she is sitting pretty as a 0.5% owner of the Miami Dolphins. Not to mention her endorsement deals from Aston Martin to Beats by Dre. And that's only, that's only a couple of them. Oprah Winfrey, we already know. Oprah, Oprah was like the first to just like, really be everywhere and we were like wow her net worth is at 2.7 billion um when your work ethic is so strong that it's been dubbed the oprah effect you know it is real 
One of the things she said was the reason I've been able to be so financially successful is my focus has never, not for one minute, been money. Um, to name a couple of her streams, the Oprah Winfrey show. You get a car, you get a car. Um, that spanned over 25 years. Harpo Productions, chief executive of the Oprah Winfrey Network, founder of O, the Oprah Magazine, etc. She is an actress and a voice actor. She is producer of the hit series and films, Queen Sugar, Greenleaf, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, and Oprah's Masterclass. She is a Weight Watchers investor, and she is the author of books like The Wisdom of Sundays and What I Know for Sure. And she's also a freelance journalist. Did you know that? Wow. Beyonce. Her net worth is $440 million. Um, let's talk about her accomplishments outside of her booming music career um, as a soloist, um, as being in Destiny's Child. Um, she is a global brand for music sales, publishing, touring, and endorsements. She's the founder of Parkwood Entertainment Management and Entertainment Company, owner of Ivy Park. Netflix deal worth $60 million, and she recently sold her stake in title streaming service. Alicia Keys, $150 million. Um, she's definitely expanding her, like, she's, she's lit. Um, she's got AK Worldwide, an investment firm, her partnership with Bento Interactive, and she's also the co-creator of Keys Soul Care, which I've talked about here before, a beauty and wellness brand. And last but not least, we got Miss Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah's resume is the co-owner of Flavor Unit Entertainment, a firm that includes television and film production units, a record label, and an artist management company. Partnership with CoverGirl, the Queen Collection. Partial owner in New York Spring Water, the manufacturer of V-Blast Vitamin Fortified Water. The author of Put On Your Crown, Life-Changing Moments on the Path to Queendom. Queen by Queen, Latifah O'Day Perfume. So I just talk about these to really kind of give you an idea of how these women have expanded their brand, right? So, um... I guess I'll bring it, I'll bring it down some even myself. Um, for, for those who don't know, I'm a plus size model. I'm a pageant, uh, winner. Um, I have a beauty brand, but from the beauty brand, I'll, I'll just use Bella and Co. Beauty as its own kind of entity from the beauty brand. I do makeup classes. I do events. I do eBooks. You understand what I'm saying? So I think what's important is for us to really look at the skills and gifts and talents we have, the things that we are good at. Are you good at speaking? Are you good at writing? Are you good at cooking? What stream of income can you create from the things that you love to do? The things that you are fantastic about? The, the things you're fantastic with and how can you take that to elevate purpose, how to be prosperous within your purpose and the, the God-given gifts and talents that you've been blessed with. So I really just want you to think about it. Think about just maybe like two, three things that you're good at and what 
Seven things can you create from that one or two things? It really is not, it's, it's not difficult if really, you really just kind of take a moment. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, just a couple more discussion topics. So how often do you take a shower? Me, myself, every day. But apparently that is too much. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. God is king, we the soldiers. Ultra beam out the solar. When I get to heaven's gates, I ain't gotta peek over. Keeping perfect composure. When I scream at the chauffeur, I ain't mean I'm just focused. I ain't mean I'm just focused. Put a lean out slower. Got us clean out of soda. Before the flood, people judge. They did the same thing to Noah. Everybody wanted Yandy. The Jesus Christ did the laundry. They say that we start on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday. Won't be in bondage to any man. John 8:33. We the descendants of Abraham. Yea, should be made free. John 8:36. To whom the Son set free is free indeed. He say the rest like me. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So let's just, I'm going to start here. There are very obviously some cultural and behavioral differences between white people and black people. Like, that's just, I think, to be understood. Um, this conversation has been going on for way longer than I would like 
just because I have gotten very intimate details about people that I could I could have done without this information. I'm just going to go ahead and be honest with you. Um, there was this clip, this viral clip of the show, The Neighborhood, on CBS that began circulating um, in the clip. Tashina Arnold offers her neighbor, who happens to be Caucasian, a white cloth, a washcloth during a stay. The neighbor went along to say she didn't use washcloths, and Tashina Arnold's character, um, rightfully so, because I'm trying to figure out, was very confused. Like, well, how do you bathe? And the character was like, "Why do you use this? Like, what is this?" Um. So Tashina's character was confused about why you did it. And her and the white character was like, why do you always use one? So we've learned lots of things about each other. We figured lots of things out. Um, But now the conversation has reemerged with another element, bathing at all. Actors Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher basically started this whole thing when they... Uh, were on the Armchair Expert podcast and they casually mentioned that they don't believe in bathing their kids every day. The subject came up when co-host Dak Shepard and Monica Padman started discussing how frequently they shower. Mila explained, I didn't have hot water growing up as a child, so I didn't shower much anyway. But when I had children, I also didn't wash them every day. I wasn't that parent that bathed my newborns ever. When Shepard insisted that Padman should not be getting rid of the natural oil on your skin with a bar of soap every day and instead only wash with water, Kunis and Kutcher agrees. Um, the conversation soon encouraged a lot of other celebrities to weigh in. Jake Gyllenhaal basically said, more and more I find bathing to be less necessary at times. I do also think that there's a whole world of not bathing that is also really helpful for skin maintenance and we naturally clean ourselves. On the other end of that, Dwayne The Rock Johnson confirmed that he is an avid shower taker, confessing to three showers a day. Nope, I'm the opposite of a not-washing-themselves celeb. Shower cold when I roll out of bed to get my daily rolling. Shower warm after my workout before work. Shower hot after I get home from work. Face wash, body wash, exfoliate, and I sing off-key in the shower. But ultimately, the wildest thing about the uh, the entire conversation is that Ashton and Mila are right. They're right, guys. They are right. We aren't supposed to shower every day. Um, dermatologist Dr. Michelle Henry, who is who is black, she's black, co-signs saying the American Academy of Dermatology recommends that it's okay to bathe children under six years of age between two to three times a week. But it's a panorama outside. I don't know. Listen, let me just tell y'all something. If my daughter leaves the house, she's getting a bath that day. I don't know. Let me just keep, let me keep going. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I guess, I just think culturally, right? 
we have been like given this mindset that like we're not clean and I just think kind of dating back to certain things, black people have been put in this space where we feel like we need to bathe often. So I don't know. I don't know. How much do y'all bathe? Like how many times y'all really be in a week? Like just out of like Sunday to Saturday, how many times do you shower? I'm going to go with seven, nine on a good week. Because sometimes it just calls for like an extra shower. But I do agree though, it definitely, but that is why one of the things I said when I was talking just kind of um, skin matters and stuff like that, it's important not to take scalding hot showers because when you do that, you dry your skin out, you're taking away the oils and things like that. So that's why we look sometimes, in the summer I have this problem, I don't quite have this problem in the winter, but my skin is very, very dry in the summer. Because you're talking about One, taking a hot shower, and then you're going to go out in the heat. Your skin is literally getting no kind of moisture. Doesn't matter how many lotions, oils, shea butters you put on it, you're stripping, you are stripping your skin of of its natural oil. So that I definitely agree with. But I'm going to just go ahead and take a lukewarm shower twice a day. Like, it's all right. I don't know. I don't know. What do y'all think? I'm going to go ahead and post this article. Y'all can go ahead and see who is bathing and who is not bathing. But it, it really is. It's like such a cultural thing. The people who said they bathe more often were African-American or people of color. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. What y'all think? You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show for all of this funny stuff and these articles, child. Get into some music. And we'll be right back. Yep. Yep. Danny trying to do me a favor. Everybody. Why we sing? Yeah, yeah. 
Yo, it's your boy J Omega, and you're now locked into Northeast Pennsylvania's premier urban radio station, WFNK Radio, home for hip-hop and R&B's new artists. All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So this next one, um, I feel like we're going to be divided, but that's okay. Everybody's, everyone's opinion matters. So Dr. Dre is one of hip-hop's wealthiest men, but his daughter and grandkids are homeless. Latanya Young, the eldest daughter of music mogul Dr. Dre, has revealed that she and her four children are homeless and haven't gotten a dime from her millionaire father in 18 months, despite her pleas for help. I have friends and family that will let us come back and forth, but the majority of the time I'm living out of my car. As of this year, the rapper, producer, and music entrepreneur has an estimated net worth of $820 billion. Meanwhile, Young works as a delivery driver for DoorDash and Uber Eats and as an assembler at a warehouse. But she says those precarious gigs aren't enough to cover rent in California, where average monthly rent for a two-bedroom apartment is about 55% higher than the national average. As a result, Young has been living out of rented SUVs while her four children stay with friends. It's an SUV that costs $2,300 for three weeks, and I only paid for one week. Sooner or later, they are going to take the car. Young, whose mother split from Dr. Dre when she was only five, says she has not seen her wealthy father in 18 years and to date doesn't even have his cell phone number. Young also said that her father has helped her in the past by paying her rent and giving her an allowance, but that ended in January 2020 after she spoke to the press about their relationship. Her circumstances then took a turn for the worse when she had to move from Nevada to California last month in order to find work, a process that has been extremely difficult for her. Since the news came out, social media has been lighting Dr. Dre up with many people asking the obvious question of why a man who has a net worth of over $800 million would leave his child and young grandchildren out on the street. And despite being on the hook for other major financial responsibilities, um, it seems like Dr. Dre has more than enough funds to support his daughter and grandchildren. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, okay. I think there's a lot to unpack here. One, because I think that there has always been this notion within the black household that we kick our, our children out too quickly. That we don't teach our children financial independence. We don't teach our children the things that they need to know before booting them out of the nest, which I can absolutely agree with. Um, My husband and I were also products of that. No blame to our parents. And we have um, girded ourselves with the knowledge and put things in our place in, you know, in place for our daughter so that she can be financially stable. Um, I think that as she grows up and we teach her the value of her dollar and we teach her the value of working and things like that, um, we don't want her to want for anything, but we also want her to know and realize that 
there is an accountability to your finances and there's an accountability to budgeting and there's a need for all of it. And giving her that knowledge, we can give her the knowledge, right? So that she can eat for life. But if we just hand her the dollars and we don't teach her how to save and how to budget and, you know, about stocks and and what have you, which we're still learning about, um, she'll eat for that day. But then what about tomorrow if we don't give her the lessons? So I think that there's just a lot to unpack with this because, first of all, let's just say this. None of us know Dr. Dre and his his daughter's relationship. We can speculate. We can listen to what her side is. We can listen to what his side is. But, you know, truly none of us know. So that's number one. We don't know how long prior to her coming to speak to the press he was helping. We don't know what was truly being done with the financial help that was being given. Um, We don't know why... Her family members are only allowing them to come back and forth. Like, there's just a lot of questions that can be asked regarding it. But I think the larger picture is when we are given knowledge, when we are given tools and we are given resources, what we choose to do with those tools and resources are our choice. And on the flip side of that, I think that when somebody hits a hard patch as we all will, as we all do. It's nice to know that you can look to someone um, for assistance, for help, for comfort. So there were a lot of people that were just kind of like, yo, I don't understand how you have all this money, no matter what she did. But I think that that is also kind of a crutch and a thing to allow her to continue to do whatever. Um, but I also think I don't, I I don't think that I would look at my child struggling and then say, oh, well, figure it out. Like, I just think it's a hard position to be in. Um, so one, I do think it's important for us to, to be accountable, but I think it's also important for us to be graceful. So Shannon Sharp has probably been the loudest in support of Dr. Dre because everybody else is like, no. Um, He said a 30-year-old grown woman trying to shame her father into taking care of responsibilities she created. I'm my kid's last option, not first choice. Um... <laughs> so of course a lot of lots of people dragged him for that. Um, but there are, there's just so many different conversations about um black generational wealth. Sometimes black people get it and leave the other people behind. But then I also think that, you know, when you are giving and giving to people who may not be responsible, you you then look and be like, okay, well, how much more can I and do I do? And we don't know that that was Dr. Dre's situation. We don't know if that's his daughter's situation. I think it's just a sad um, situation really all around. I don't know. I don't know. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, we're going to end off on a good note.
We're going to end off with some moving mountains. We're going to end off with something that is going to take you positively into your week. Get into some music and we'll be right back. My business is philanthropic, that's a fact yeah. I capture truth with my optics yeah, yeah. Yeah. I put profit in other markets Invested in younger pockets Cause next gen they be watching fact. Yeah. I exhibit prints of the living yeah, yeah. With encryptions, ignite a difference yeah, yeah. I spit vicious with pure intentions My flim fluent combined tools I'm instrumentist Load the ink in a pen Blueprint the cataclysm Grab the film in the lens Photographic lyrics Framing the composition Lame is a competition But I'm indifferent My mission ain't to be top position My ambition is rooted deep in the holy scriptures My intent is to point them all to the crucifixion Exposing lies and shine a light on the contradictions He gave me light and with this life I choose to live it true This is facts so over fool Hard times, dark nights, nothing new to me. It's grind time, pick a side, no influence. Mindset, stand firm to what's true to me. That's a fact. We don't compromise by copping lies. We epitomize the battle cries. Fact. We don't compromise by copping lies. We epitomize the battle cries. They catnapping off in the distance. Should I switch up on my conditions? Just to get up my social digits? Algorithms that keep their interest Ignoring all my convictions Cause I could do it I could prove on my influence I could choose to soothe you with smooth tunes for your amusement <laughs> It'll probably be real lucrative Posting pics and risky fits Henny sipping, pole flipping With 50s dripping, floating off on the roof end Do a dare, who would care? Man, look at that Throw it back, let it bounce, go make a stack Go against it, they offended, they on attack she slut shaming, opinionated, religious rap. If it ain't Nicki or Mega Cardi, where do I fit? We all got our own lanes. What you represent? True. true, true. This is facts over fool. Hard times, dark nights, nothing new. It's grind time, pick a side, no influencing. Mindset, stand firm to what's true to me. That's a fact. We don't compromise by copying lies. Fact. We epitomize the battle cries. That's a fact. We don't compromise by copying lies. my darkest dark and I put my darks in the area uh, where I think they should go. I'll use a photo reference. Uh, a good idea sometimes is to print out your photo reference in black and white so that you can see the dark, the mid-tone, and the light. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So pray you guys enjoyed the show this evening, coming away feeling uh, knowledgeable, understanding, knowing what's going on in fashion and, and with all of your favorite people. Um, of course, you guys know I like to end the show off in a moving mountain. Um, just just a way to sprinkle some positivity throughout the week um, and show you that there is, there is some go- good going on. Um, last Saturday, there was a 7.2 magnitude 
earthquake in Haiti that claimed nearly 1,300 lives, according to the Associated Press, with at least 5,700 people injured. Although um, rescue missions are underway, Tropical Depression Grace is predicted to hit Haiti again um, with the potential of heavy rain, landslides, and flooding. Naomi Osaka has pledged to help those affected by Saturday's devastating earthquake in Haiti by donating prize money from an upcoming tournament towards the relief efforts. In a message posted to Twitter, Osaka, who will compete in this week's Western and Southern Open, tweeted, really hurts to see all the devastation that's going on in Haiti. And I feel like we really can't catch a break. I'm about to play in a tournament this weekend and I'll give all the prize money to relief efforts in Haiti. Um, Osaka, whose father is Haitian and whose mother is Japanese, says, I know our ancestors' blood is strong and will keep rising. Um, she has a bye in the second round of the tournament as well, and she's currently ranked number two in the world and will compete in this week's Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati, Ohio. In addition to Osaka, other celebrities have spoken out in the wake of the earthquake in Haiti, including rapper Cardi B and Rick Ross. I pray for Haiti. They go through so much. Um, Osaka has long used her platform to bring attention to causes she's passionate about. Whether she's championing for Black Lives Matter or advocating for mental health, the tennis sensation has continued to speak out in hopes of possibly making a lasting impact. If you're looking to help, Project Hope, a health and humanitarian organization, is currently accepting donations as it mobilizes a team to respond to those affected by the earthquake. Project Hope provides hygiene kits, PPE, and water purification supplies to save as many as possible. So shouts to Naomi Osaka praying for all of those in Haiti. If you are looking for a way to help, I will go ahead and post those links for you to get into. Thank you for joining me here at Faith and Fashion 360. Pray that you guys have enjoyed the show. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show for all news, for all fashion tips and tricks and everything that you can get into. Make sure you continue to stick around for the rest of our Sunday night lineup. We are not done yet and make sure that you join me here next week same time same place as always happy sunday and good night this is my thank you to you this is my thank you to you let's get it This, this, this little light of mine I'ma let it shine, I paint nobody no mind Cause when I was down and out, you came through And when I had nobody else, I had you So know that when I fall, you fall too Know that when I fly, you fly too And know that when we swag, we swag out Haters hitting, they can't till they pass out Look, this 
square peg that's trying to fit around home Trying to turn gas shoes into home sweet home With my best against the wall I had no one Father you held me and called me your own This is the reason I know I belong Never feel me yet you holding me strong This is the reason I know I belong Never feel me yet you holding me strong Say This is my thank you to you This is my thank you to you See all of the things I've been through All of the things I've been through See this is my thank you to you This is my thank you to you See all of the things I've been through hey. This is my thank you My I've been through.